Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have a lot of AFib news this week, and today is no different. So, Sean, can you tell us what we'll talk about today? Yeah, today we'll have news on Heartbeam's new AI endeavors, a surgical robotics collaboration that should enable telerobotics, an FDA approval for a drug delivery implant that treats ocular conditions, milestone in the study of an innovative ablation catheter, and more ablation news with the first FDA approval of pulse field ablation for treating AFib. So what's the first bit of news that we should know for today? Heartbeam has unveiled an AI program for cardiac insights. The company seems to have recognized the power of AI and modern med tech as we talk about it all the time, and it's taking big steps to utilize it. What is the goal of this AI program? Well, the company wants to leverage AI to analyze data-rich signals captured by its vector electrocardiography, or VECG, technology, hoping to improve the diagnostic accuracy and extract unique information, including complex heart rhythms, subtle signs of deteriorating health, and potentially missed cardiac events. Heartbeam believes the data could eventually help create this comprehensive repository that could then unlock personalized AI-driven insights to improve cardiac care. Tell us a little bit about Heartbeam's technology that's going to be used with this program. Yeah, so the VECG technology collects 3D signals of the heart and converts them into an easy-to-interpret 12-lead ECG while going beyond the standard ECG capabilities that are out there. The company designed it for use with portable, patient-friendly devices. Its first planned application comes in the credit card-sized Amy Go device. It's a interesting heart diagnostic technology. And I saw the company made some new appointments with this AI program announcement. Yeah, so to sort of lead its AI effort, Heartbeam named Mohamed Shukui Yekta as Senior Director of Machine Learning. He most recently worked at Microsoft and was at Apple before that and has significant experience in machine learning and AI and the, the software development. Heartbeam also named Lance Myers as his chief AI advisor. He previously served as the head of cardiovascular devices and head of data science at Verily Life Sciences. And there he led a team developing a novel heart failure monitoring solution. So he definitely brings sort of a combination of both heart data and general machine learning experience. And now for another topic we talk about a lot on this podcast, surgical robotics. Yep. Microbot Medical and Corwell are collaborating on telerobotics for the endovascular surgical robot made by Microbot. This would potentially expand the capabilities of the Liberty robot. What does the collaboration seek to accomplish? The collaboration separated into multiple phases looks to enable telerobotics between remote centers that are utilizing the Microbot Medical Liberty Endovascular Robotic Surgical System. The agreement also includes the right to mutually evaluate the Liberty system for remote procedures with Dr. Ryan Matter, who's an expert in interventional cardiology, set to lead these evaluations. What does each company bring to the table with this collaboration? Well, Microbot brings that Liberty platform, which is a compactly designed and remotely operating surgical robot with capabilities to reduce radiation exposure and physical strain on physicians. Corwell is a not-for-profit health system that provides healthcare and coverage in 21 hospitals and more than 300 outpatient locations. So together, they'll combine to sort of bring this technology across Corwell's hospital locations. What are executives' thoughts about the collab? 
Harel Godot, the microbot chair, president, and CEO, said that working together with a health system like Corwell to enhance the telerobotic feature of the Liberty system fits well with microbot's mission to enable accessibility to any user anywhere across the world for any endovascular procedure. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The next thing is that the FDA approved the Glaucose iDose TR, glaucoma treating drug delivery implant. It's a big win for Glaucose and a big milestone in the drug delivery implant space. So what does this FDA approval cover? The approval allows for one administration per eye of the iDose TR, which is Travaprost intracameral implant. The indication for the implant covers the reduction of intraocular pressure, or IOP, in patients with ocular hypertension or open-angle glaucoma. How did the company win this approval? Well, approval came on the back of results from two phase three pivotal trials comparing the safety and efficacy of different iDOS TR models. In total, those trials randomized 1,150 subjects across 89 clinical sites. Both trials achieved pre specified primary efficacy endpoints through three months, demonstrating favorable tolerability and safety profile through 12 months as well. What are the launch plans? The company plans to begin its initial commercial launch activities in the latter part of the first quarter of 2024, and it's already established a wholesale acquisition cost for iDose TR, which is set at just shy of $14,000 per dose or implant. And now let's talk about some of that AFib treatment news that we have. J&J's Biosense Webster has treated the first patients in its dual energy AFib ablation trial. Ablation is all the rage, as we've mentioned, and Biosense Webster is one of the companies sort of at the forefront. So this sort of combo catheter is an intriguing prospect. Tell us a little bit about J&J's technology first. So it's the Thermocool Smart Touch SF catheter that was designed to deliver both radio frequency and pulse field ablation energy to treat AFib. It uses the investigational true pulse generator to power the focal contact force sensing catheter. The catheter and generator, along with the Cardo 3 mapping system, enable accurate 3D visualization and require minimal fluoroscopy for electrophysiologists and their staff. It also integrates parameters like contact force measurement and ablation indexes for both radio frequency and pulse field ablation, which are critical for lesion creation. What were some of the details of the study? Well, the company expects a smart pulse perspective single arm multicenter clinical evaluation trial to enroll around 250 U.S. patients, and it'll evaluate the safety and effectiveness of the dual energy smart touch catheter. It's also worth mentioning that the company has an ongoing study evaluating the dual energy catheter in Europe as well. I know we've talked about AFib treatment before on this podcast, and it seems like AFib ablation is having its moment right now. Definitely. Biosense Webster is obviously one of the big names in the space, while Boston Scientific and its Fairpulse system are another exciting option. The company expects FDA approval for that system sometime next year, and there's been a lot of buzz around it, including at the company's investor day a couple months ago. And then you have Medtronic, which made a big splash with its $1 billion acquisition of Afera and actually had another recent milestone that I believe we will be getting into. Yeah, let's just let's get into that Medtronic news then. Yeah, Medtronic's Pulse Select Pulse Field Ablation won FDA approval. It's the first pulse field ablation approved for treating AFib, which is obviously a monumental milestone for both Medtronic and the space overall. I know the company started the Pulse Select trial earlier this year. So can you tell us what Pulse Select is and how it works? Well, in general, pulse field ablation is a non-thermal method for cardiac ablation tree AFib that delivers energy for pulmonary vein isolation while reducing the risk of damage to surrounding structures. 
So for this, there are nine electrodes on the pulse select system on this catheter that generate on this electric field for the ablation. And these electrodes can be used for pacing and sensing. And the catheter is designed for use with fluoroscopy only or a mapping system as well. When will commercialization start? Medtronic plans to start commercialization early next year, early in the calendar year. Senior Vice President and Cardiac Ablation Solutions President Rebecca Seidel said that launching the first FDA-approved pulse field ablation technology is not just a milestone. The pulse select system is setting a new standard in safety for AFib ablation with excellent efficacy and efficiency, and it's a major step towards fulfilling Medtronic's vision of providing disruptive electrophysiology solutions for patients. So what did the study of the system show that ultimately led to the FDA approval? Yeah, the Pulse AF study, which supported the submission and approval, demonstrated clinical success rates of 80% in both paroxysmal and persistent AFib patients with only a 0.7% safety event rate. And that was the final story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all the news. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Let them know where they can find you, Sean. You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.